Thank you, Jesus. You know, this uh, type of setting where we're learning, practicing to hear the voice of God is something that we're always going to be doing because we're always going to be having new converts, new believers. And we have to start from the basics. We have to start from the foundational and we have to build them by the grace of God also. Some people are here that have been prophesying, maybe even at the level of, of the office of the prophet. And then there are others who are just learning the basics of hearing God's voice. So what we want to talk about uh, tonight really is uh, just some of the protocols associated with um, prophesying. Basically, prophesying is hearing what God, God is saying to you and then releasing it. Hearing, understanding, and then releasing it to someone in a way that the, what is, God is trying to accomplish in that person is accomplished. The important thing is that we deliver that word the way that the Holy Spirit wants us to deliver it. And that's why we, we initially started out by really, you know, encouraging ourselves and everyone to get to know the Holy Spirit. Right? Get, start acknowledging, recognizing, and having conversations with Him. And then last week we were saying, allow the Holy Spirit to build the character of Christ in us. The character of Christ. Before we talk about any one of the gifts operating through us, especially the gift of, you know, anything having to do with uh, prophecy. Let the character of Christ. You know, the other aspect of it is just remedial. As much as we talk about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and all of those type of things, it's very remedial. Because many people have moved greatly in these giftings, and then they could not, if you ask them to explain it, they would not be able to explain it. Right? But because they had the character of Christ, they were able to release the healing anointing or prophesy over someone else. The Spirit of God would use them to do that. But these days, we are more focused on identifying and understanding the gifts of the Holy Spirit rather than the giver of the gifts. And it's going to be, you know, we're, we're laying this out because within a very short time, people are going to be, God is going to release it, be opening up our spiritual eyes and ears, and we're going to start hearing things. And that's very exciting. But we're going to have memory concerning how to deliver what we are hearing, what to do with it. And that's what we're dealing with um, now. The, the protocols associated with hearing God's voice. Let's go to um, 1 Corinthians 12. Paul speaking here, he says, let me give you a minute so you can find it. Let's really consciously meditate on what God is actually saying here. Right? Because when we step out into the world and begin to minister to people the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's at that time that God's going to act, the Spirit of God is going to activate these supernatural things, gifts inside of us, that we might be effective. That we might be effective 
in ministry. We might see the results of what God has called us to do. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led, before we came to Christ. We're all worshiping idols, you know, putting our trust in the wrong things, hearing different voices, adhering to those voices. Verses 3, therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. So the Holy Spirit will never inspire someone to say anything negative about our Lord. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Anyone that the revelation of Jesus Christ has come to. The Spirit of God is the one that reveals that to us all. And now going on about these gifts that he does not want us to be ignorant of. Verses 4. He goes, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Verses 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So it's given to us to profit those on the outside, those around us in the church, and ourselves. And look what it says now. For to one is given the word of wisdom. And that, that's something that we really need to find out. What is this wisdom? Which we're not going to deal with today. But this is a wisdom that Jesus Christ operated in. A wisdom that the Spirit of God gives to us when we're communicating. You know, Tayshaun just got dropped here by, it's funny, by a guy from the Muslim faith. And this morning I had a guy from the Muslim faith come to my home. And him and I spent 20 minutes after he was finished doing what he was doing. And I was preaching Jesus to him. And he was asking me questions. And God was giving me wisdom to speak to him. That he might have understanding. You know, on Sunday after the service, we were downstairs. All having a good time, more relaxed. And uh, I think we had, we had one lady that came, maybe for the first time, I think. And uh, we had uh, testimonials. We did not do an altar call. And as I was there, enjoying all of the fellowship with you guys, I felt the Holy Spirit came very gently. You remember we were talking about staying in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. I, I felt like the Holy Spirit turned my head to, towards this lady and brought my attention there. And I begin now to feel, and then God began to give me a his pr prescription on how to minister to her. And before you know it, I got up and I was talking to her. In a, the Spirit was giving me what to speak to her. In a, in a way that she knew that it was not me. And she was telling me how she's been to this church and that church. But I was talking to her about, I said, what about you? Uh, what, what about your Heavenly Father? 
and your relationship with him. You're telling me about your parents. You're telling me about your brother. And God is actually asking me to speak to you about you, yourself and him. And she realized that it was not me. And, uh, you know, before you know it, we got to the point where, when are you going to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? And I did not even have to. I go, when? And she goes, I'm ready. Just like that. And before you know it, the whole church was back here. And we were doing the Lord's business. The administrative aspect of it. But the real work was done by the Spirit of God. He brought her here and he prepared her heart. And then the Lord spoke to, to her. And she was so touched. Because it was not a general thing. It was very specific and intimate to her. And when people, when we begin to discern God's voice and communicate that to others like that, they'll come when the words are anointed, when we are operating by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're doing this. So we should be more excited than that paycheck at work going into your bank account. I hope you know. You should be, you should be excited about this and what's going to happen in the coming, week, coming weeks and months and how we're going to grow in this particular area. And as a church... There is not going to be a man in, in the pew that is void of hearing the voice of God. Because we're taking time now to go through this. There are diversities of gift, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Uh, Verses 7, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. We're going to define and get into the word of knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And that's what we're spending a little bit of time on before we get into others. To another, prophecy. That means basically hearing the voice of God and then articulating what God is um, speaking to the individual and being sensitive to how, when the Spirit of God wants you to do this. And if we go to, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Let's um, look at one of the criterias. Obviously, we, we went through a, a few of those last week when we spoke about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit. Not the fruits of the flesh, but the works of the flesh. And we don't want to prophesy and speak the counsel of God with all of the workings of the flesh that is inside of us. Or else we'll not appreciate that word in the way that God wants us to deliver. How do we do it? Verses 14. If we focus on this, the prophesying will be very easy. It says, pursue love Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. See? Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. And sometimes we're saying, I want to hear the voice of God. I want the healing anointing to explode through me. And God is saying, if you love people, it'll be natural for that thing to flow through you. So it's a pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So we must recognize that's one of the 
must that we do it in love but especially that you may prophesy so out of love the word that you get let's go to um, verses uh, 3 whenever in a, we're in a setting like this we're taking the time out before we begin to hear God's voice and begin to release words right whenever we're in a setting like this and we, we hear a word based on scripture 1 Corinthians 14 and verses 3 it's saying that three things must be accomplished when you're delivering that word to an individual or to the church in general these three things must always be accomplished but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men so that word is a word that encourages that person that builds up that person and uh, you know it encourages them to to run to God to take action and it brings comfort in the sense that if you know that God is involved of that situation you definitely get com it comforts your heart so it has to build up that person it has to encourage that person and, and urge that person to pursue God so whenever that if we get a word okay I felt like I heard something from God let's say for example and I always use this one God reveals to you that you know someone came into the faith and they're sitting in the pew and you heard that this person is stealing for example how do you deliver that word see no you're gonna have to be very delicate in delivering that word you know the Lord revealed to me that you're doing something that is not pleasing to him maybe for gain and God wants you to know that he can provide for you and you don't have to do that anymore but if you go to that person and said you know thus say the Lord you are a thief oh Lord then that person's gonna feel like condemned you know Sunday morning preaching is a little bit different from you know speaking to individuals so those those are the type of things because you're gonna get things sometimes not only do we have biblical protocols but we also have local church pro protocols that we have to adhere to that mean congregations have experienced such problems in this area for example someone comes in and they begin to say okay you know the Lord showed me that you're gonna be married to this person and you go and bring both of them right up and you speak that word so we're gonna we're not operating in the office that's a trained seasoned person that God has brought through times and seasons of teaching 
and preparation that they might speak his heart and it comes naturally we see Hank Kuhneman, Cindy Jacobs and those people I mean they can have an off day also right because that's why we say to even test the words that you have been given so yeah, someone can go next week or probably a few weeks from now, we're going to be having someone up here. And then we're going to pray and ask the Lord to give us a word for this individual. And that's when we have to remember this. We're going to have protocols like bring the word to the leaders and let us test the word. Let us judge the word rather than just give the word to the individual. Sometimes timing is associated with the word. Maturity is associated with the word. So the Lord might say someone is going to be a, a pre preacher, a pastor, a prophet. And then you have to ask the Holy Spirit, when do I deliver this word? And then you have to deliver that word with wisdom. God is going to pre prepare you. There will be a, a season of preparation. Because you know, some people get up the next day and go rent a building, right? And put profit on a badge. And, and, and gather their, um, their family members and, and say, say, prophesy, man of God. <laughs> and, and they begin to do it. And they hype them up. You know? The word that you're getting from the Lord to transfer to that individual, process that word. And then they test prophetic words, even at the global level. Like, Ministries like the Elijah list. They have prophets that are, and they look for confirmation, that are testing the word, the words, and then they look for confirmation. What if one, because the Bible said that in part we know and in part we prophesy. Yes, what God is giving to us is 100% perfect. But by the time it comes into this, oh my, in part we know and in part we prophesy. So another thing is to, know the word of God it has to align with the word of God you're gonna hear we're all gonna hear God's voice but it's gonna be a blessing edification exhortation and comfort and the word cannot conflict with the word of God there's a there's the possibility that we could hear more than one voices and it says in um, let's go to uh, 1st John 4 and verses 1 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirit whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So we have to test the spirit. Even if a spirit is communicating to you, you're hearing voices. I mean, obviously, when you hear the voice of God, there is a lot of 
unique features. You'll feel peace. You can match it up with his word. You can even question spirits that are talking to you. That you're hearing. Do you confess that Jesus Christ is the son of God? And that he came to die from, for mankind? The Bible is saying that we can actually do that. Test the spirit that someone speaks through you. That motivates an utterance from someone. Where did that word come from? And did that word bring you all of those three components? And did it give you peace in your heart? Did it even speak to the situation that you want God to speak to? And the second one, it can come from self. It can be your mind. It can be your imagination. If you go to Jeremiah 23 and verses uh, 16. says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, The Lord has said to you, You shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, no evil shall come upon you. So you're discerning the voices that you're hearing. And also, the enemy, the devil, is the big, the big one here. It's very crucial that we go through. And I'm just going through in a very basic way. But we will even manage the, um, the area here as God begins to release words. Because when, when the Lord speaks a word, to you, a word to you, man, that thing energizes you so much. It can cause you to switch countries, switch schools, switch jobs. And it can cause problems. So that's why we're doing this, because we don't want anyone to marry the wrong, wrong person or move to the wrong country or get a divorce and it was not the Lord. All of those factors are here. And when the devil is actually speaking, those are the type of things. And many people have actually left the, the faith, walked out of the church because they, someone directed them, you know, when it was not the voice of God. So we have to do it in a responsible way. That's, that's not to discourage. Now we are going to make mistakes. But it's like defensive driving. Right? Someone's mis you can correct someone's mistake because you're, you're paying attention. Now think about the, the logistics area, for example. Think about companies like FedEx and UPS. And they're, they're um, trafficking like millions of packages. And they have so many processes to check the address and, and all of those type of things before they put it in a truck. And you see the UPS driver 
pull up with your brand new China, right? And just walk up the airport and go like that. Go on YouTube and check it out. And smash the whole thing. Or they race in the vehicle and, uh, you know, shatter the thing on the inside. And they deliver your package to you with broken stuff, damaged stuff. And that costs a lot of money. It wastes a lot of time. Businesses fail because of stuff like that. But they have, they have a code of operation. That's an irresponsible individual that is not following the protocols that have been laid out by the work environment that he's from and causes damage. And that's what we do in, uh, when we don't adhere to the protocols in delivering God's word. We smash and we break and we hurt. Ask the Holy Spirit. Also know, remember, it's the Spirit of God that gave you that word. And he wants you to learn how to deliver it properly. So you can be having an interactive conversation in regards to the Holy Spirit. Should I share it with this, with the leaders? Many times, the Spirit of God will, in an environment like this, especially in a learning environment, very basic, that's what the Holy Spirit will have you do. You know, there's a scripture that says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. This is something else that, you know, we have to understand that, you know, for example, you know, I could come here and I know that people have work tomorrow and people have responsibilities at home and I have to take that into consideration. But you know, I could actually stay here and the Holy Spirit would just continue to minister through me the whole night. And I have to know um, the guidelines that we have in place. That if I come here on a Wednesday and it's, uh, let's say we're going to do it for 40 minutes or so, I don't go beyond that. The Holy Spirit will continue to move. This is something that I hear people with all the time. And even on Sunday mornings, if the Lord gives me a message here and I have it inside of me, and then someone go up here and they're worshiping, and the Holy Spirit is moving, Listen, we're not going to get in a religious sense where you say they have to cut out at 10 minutes. But if they go 20 minutes just because the Holy Spirit is moving and they continue to move, what people don't understand is that they're absolutely out of order. And that is not God. That gifting on them, they must manage that gifting. And they must follow the rules that are articulated in the house. And all of us have to do that. Because how would the Lord give, not necessarily me, but someone else a word here? And if the Lord change it, yes, he's God. He can change it in that moment. But somehow this individual that the Lord has given something has to know about that. Because they're pregnant with a word from the Lord. And, and then this, this other person is up there saying that the Holy Spirit is telling me to go on. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So the gifting will continue to flow. If you have the healing anointing, you can be healing when God said to go home two hours ago. You can still be here healing people. And they're getting healed. That does not mean that the Spirit wants you to do that. You know, Jesus, Peter, was going up to the temple. And the lame man that was there for years, Jesus must have walked by him many times. And he did not heal him. He left him. 
for Peter to heal. That's why we have guidelines. And every church that you go to, they'll have these laid down. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and verses uh, 29. Actually, let's read from, yeah, 29. It says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. Because there's a scripture that says no word of prophecy is for private interpretation. Right? Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep his silent. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets is subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. And that's why when we are, pretty, pretty much when you're in submission, these, you know, it's kind of natural for you to operate in these protocols. And I, we were in environment, environments like this before, where someone else was, you know, the pastor, and, and we sat there and learned. And um, the important thing is that we learn to hear God's voice and begin to minister by the Spirit.